Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, AJ Hogue, where AJ's more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's AJ with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. I'm AJ Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. You learn to speak English like a native. Speak English powerfully. Speak English fluently. Speak English effortlessly. Thinking in English. So that it feels, it feels effortless. Join my VIP program. I train you to speak powerfully, fluently, effortlessly. Join and commit to my VIP program today at EffortlessEnglishClub.com EffortlessEnglishClub.com I'm back. Sorry I was absent yesterday. As you can probably guess... I'm getting a little busier now. I have some travel coming up soon. Just some things happening, both with Effortless English and in my personal life. Things getting a little busier. And next month, much busier, as I will be traveling uh, a lot of the month next month. Now, next month, it's, it's all fun stuff. Not really any work stuff for me. It's going to be fun stuff. But still, it means I will be away from home. I will try, while I'm traveling next month, I'll try to do as many podcasts, as many audio shows as possible. I'll try. But probably I'm going to miss several days. For example... Uh, One of my trips will be in the mountains in Japan, uh, going hiking for two or three weeks up in the mountains. I will not have an internet connection much of that time. And probably, I'll have to think about it, but uh, I may not have my computer. We'll see. We'll see. When I hike, I don't usually bring my laptop because it's uh, too heavy, obviously. But... If I think I'll have internet some, maybe I'll take it so I can upload some shows for you. I'll take my audio recorder with me too. We'll see. I'll let you know about that part. But anyway, there are going to be some gaps next month. But I'll do as many shows as I can. So I won't be gone completely. There just will be some gaps and I'll let you know. When it gets closer next month, I'll let you know a little more specifically. The cool thing is I'll have some new stuff to talk about because I'm going to some new places. And I'll be doing some new things. Uh, getting out into nature, into my, into the, the, my two favorite places, <laughs> the beach, the tropics, and the mountains. Which are both great. The mountains and the trees, the forest. Which are both fantastic. First taking a trip, a tropical trip. Do some swimming, get in the ocean, go into a tropical island. I'll talk more about that and I'll do some shows from there.
habits. 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 Habits are simply kind of automatic uh, actions, right? behaviors. Right? They're just things we do semi, I would say semi-automatically. Of course, we can stop them if we want to. But in general, they are kind of semi-automatic behaviors or actions. How are they created? They're created through repetition. Well, you probably have the habit of brushing your teeth. I hope so. (laughs) Right? The habit of brushing your teeth every night. Or after every meal, if you're really good. And of course, at this point, that's just so automatic for you. You you probably hardly think about it, right? It's just, you just automatically do it. It requires, by automatic, I mean it requires no effort to do it. It requires basically no willpower, right? It requires basically no motivation to do it. It's just an automatic, super effortless action. And really, when you're creating fluency with English, that's basically what you're doing also. You're building habits, English speaking and understanding habits through lots and lots and lots of repetition until all those phrases and words, including the pronunciation, just becomes automatic effortless. That's what I mean by effortless. It's another way to think about it is that requires no willpower, right? Requires no effort, (laughs) right? No motivation to do it. You don't need any extra effort or motivation to concentrate or to think. It just all seems to happen in a very automatic way. The words just seem to come out. The phrases just come out. And when you're listening, you just understand it. You don't have to translate in your head. It just You just understand it instantly. It's, it's habitual. That's the adjective. Habitual. Something that is a, a habit. That is an effortless habit. So habits are very, 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 very useful to us in life. Because imagine how difficult life would be if you had to think hard and try hard for every single action during your day. Imagine if you had to really make an effort and think and try hard and be motivated every day to brush your teeth, right? You probably wouldn't brush your teeth every day or to take a bath, (laughs) right? Or just to get up at a certain time and go to work or to school. Uh, To put on your clothes. Imagine if you had to make a big effort and motivation and really concentrate and focus to do all of those things. Oh my God, it would... Your whole life would seem like a a big struggle. 
So they're very, very useful, right? We learn those habits. They become automatic. They become habits because we do them every day, day and day and day and day and day. And then they kind of, they go back deeper into our brain. That's one way to think about it, right? It goes deeper into your brain and becomes uh, something that is automatic. A deeper part of your brain takes over and controls that behavior, that action, so that you just do it without needing to focus much, without needing to concentrate, without needing any motivation. So it's a really useful and powerful process. But as you also know, it has a dark side, (laughs) right? Because we all know that there are bad habits. And bad habits are unhealthy or unuseful actions that we also (laughs) make automatic because we repeat them too much. And those are dangerous because then when they become automatic, then they become very hard to change because they're so easy. They're so effortless. That deep part of your brain is making you do that action or want to do that action. And so to stop that, oh, now you've got to undo it. And as you know, that, also, that takes a lot of effort. So of course, the best thing to do is avoid creating the bad habits. Avoid that repetition. It's okay if you, for example, if you, you, uh, you eat something sugary sometimes. It's no big deal. A lot of people do it. But what is dangerous is the repetition. If you start doing it every day, then it'll become automatic. Your brain will make it automatic. And uh uh-oh, now you're like an addict, right? It's a habit. It's a bad habit. Unfortunately, that's one of my bad habits. It started quite young in my life. (laughs) Uh, Eating sugary sweet things and liking it. And so that's a habit I, I struggle against. As you know, that's the reason I just did a fast. I'll talk more about my fast. I finished my fast. It was successful. I have broken that bad habit of eating sugary stuff. I'm back to eating quite well, feeling good. So it was successful. So habits, they're powerful. We just have to uh, build them, create them in a positive way, right? Choose the good ones that we want to create. And then once they become automatic, then they're easy. No problem. Like I have a, on the positive side, I have a, a habit of exercise. Just, it's just a ha- I have a ha- habit of walking a lot. I have, I have a habit of being outdoors. I mean, these things are just so automatic to me. They require zero effort. In fact, it's hard for me to stop. <laughs> if I don't go outdoors, if I don't go walking one day, then I, I feel like something's wrong. I feel this like this deep desire p- pulling me outdoors. Like, come on, come on, I need to go for a walk. I need to get outdoors. I start feeling really uh, uncomfortable and it's like something's wrong. So that's a good habit.
And I talked last week about breaking bad habits and how sometimes you need to take a really big action and just shock shock yourself in a way, like break like break your routine, right? Break the pattern completely, destroy it, and then start over. That's why fasting, one of the reasons, it's one of the many good things about fasting. It's one of, it's the reason I just did a fast is because by not eating anything, in my case, I, I did eat, I did drink juice, ju- vegetable juice, fresh vegetable juice, but I didn't eat any solid food. And by completely eliminating all food, that totally broke my normal behavior, right? Because, of course, I'm used to just, you know, get up, eat breakfast, then eat, eat a lunch, maybe eat a snack, eat dinner, maybe eat another snack, and it, lots of habits there. So I just completely destroyed it and stopped eating totally. And that's a great way to begin breaking a bad habit. Tony Robbins calls that a pattern break. It's, a kinda, it's an NLP term, an NLP word, pattern break. And it's, it does work. So we talked about that last week. Let's talk now about creating good habits. That's also important. Sometimes that's also difficult, right? You've got something you want to do, but it's not automatic. In fact, it feels very difficult and it feels like, oh my God, I have to, uh, I have to try so hard to do this every day. Uh, I need, I need so much motivation just to do it. Maybe it's listening to... English. Maybe it's listening to lessons. Maybe it's reading for you, reading English. Or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's uh, exercise, getting an exercise habit started, or eating a certain food you want to eat that's healthy. Maybe it's a social habit. How do we do that? How do we create it? What's the fastest? easiest, most direct way, simplest way to create the good habit so that we don't have to keep trying and trying and trying for so long. Because, of course, that's why people quit and then the habit never is created, the good habit. So I'll tell you uh, a nice little technique. It's called a Q. Q. C-U-E. Q. A Q has a few meanings here. A cue is like a signal. It's a signal. It's a, like a sign or a S-I-G-N right? or a signal. It's, it's something that tells you to do something, to start something. That's a cue. For example, a race, like at the Olympics when they're going to race, a running race. How do they start the race? They shoot a gun, a fake gun, right? They shoot the gun, boom, and then everybody starts the race. The gunshot, the gunshot is the cue, right? It's the signal, it's the sign or the signal to do something, in this case, to start running. A cue. See, most of our good habits, we already have cues. We don't realize it. Why do we do things at a certain time? It's just that 
we have a cue. There's kind of like a signal in our environment or something that we're already doing, and it tells us, ah, now it's time to do my good habit. This is one of the things that makes it so easy. So example, uh, if you have the habit of brushing your teeth after you eat, well, finishing your meal is the cue. It's the signal to your brain, ah, now it's time to brush my teeth. And so they're connected. The cue action is the first action. Automatically starts the next action, the habit. You finish the meal and then you brush your teeth. Or maybe it's time to go to bed, so there's a certain time, right? And then you take a shower. Maybe you take a shower in the morning. So your cue is you get up out of bed. Ah, now you go into the shower. Right? These, this, this. So this is a very good way to, to do choose cues when you try to create a good habit. Don't just say, oh, I'm going to exercise. You need to attach it to something you're already doing so that you always do your exercise at a very specific time. Now, you could use a clock, like, you know, an alarm, like I will exercise every day at 10 o'clock. That, that's a cue. For sure, that's a cue. That's a kind of cue. But it's less powerful. A more powerful cue is, is an action that you do. I'll give you an example for me. My cue to exercise, I exercise in the mornings. I do calisthenics, push-ups and pull-ups, body weight exercise. So my cue is walking out the door, leaving my apartment in the morning. The first time, the first time I leave my apartment, that's when I exercise. So I open the door, got my shoes on, I go outside and there's actually an area, a little hallway just outside my apartment, that's where I do my exercise. So see, I have a cue. It kind of is a signal. It's a signal to my brain. I'm walking out the door. It's morning. Aha! Automatically, the thought pops into my mind. It's time to do exercise. So I go and I do my push-ups or whatever. And then I go to the train or and go do work or whatever I'm going to do for the rest of the day. But Walking out the door is the cue. I got an, an, there's another one. I'm trying to start some new habits. Trying to start some new habits. For example, one of my new habits I want to start is to start stretching, stretching my muscles, stretching. I don't do much stretching. I never have done much stretching. I like to walk. I like to jog and run. I like push-ups and pull-ups. I like lifting weights. I like all that kind of exercise, but I, I, I just uh, don't stretch much. I don't hate it, but I just never think about it. So I keep thinking like, ah, and, and I always think I should, I need to stretch more because my, you know, some of my muscles are tight. My back feels tight sometimes after I walk a lot or exercise. And I realize, ah, I don't, I don't stretch enough. I need to stretch every day. But I always forget. And then I'll go to bed and the next day I'll realize, ah, oh, I forgot to stretch. Right? Because I haven't connected it to anything. So my idea is now, I'm, I started to, to create this habit the first thing I did is I looked at my whole day and I looked at all the automatic things I do every day. And I thought to myself, okay, 
which one will I connect stretching to? I'll pick one of the things I do every day, and then I'll connect stretching to that thing so that it becomes automatic eventually. And I decided that in the evenings, I usually there's a, a kind of a radio talk show that I listen to watch. It's actually a video. It's a, a comedians. It's a couple of comedians and they do a show. So I thought, well, okay, I've been doing that every night. It's kind of automatic you know, before, right before I go to sleep. So I thought, okay, that's automatic now. That's kind of my way to relax before I go to bed. So I'll connect it to that. So now my new, my rule, my cue is immediately after I press the start button on the video, I sit down and I stretch and I stretch while I'm watching. Now I forgot to do it yesterday because <laughs> it's something I'm trying to do new, but in general, using this method, I will create this habit much faster and much more easily because I've connected it to something I'm already doing automatically. That's why it works. Right. See, before when I just said and had a, just a general idea, oh, I, I want to stretch every day, I need to stretch every day, but I just would forget and forget and forget and forget constantly, I wouldn't do it at all. But this week, I've only forgotten uh, maybe once or twice, but I've done it like five days, four or five days, right? So it's, it's much better than in the past. And I'll just keep doing this until it becomes an automatic habit to play the video and then start stretching. That's the habit I'm trying to, I'm trying to connect it. The habit of watching a video to stretching. And eventually, maybe, <laughs> what I'd like to do is to have the habit of stretching any time and every time I watch a video. Any video, not just this one show, not just at night, but any time I play a video, have the habit of, oh well, I'm sitting here, I might as well stretch. Instead of just sitting in a chair and getting stiff, I'll start stretching. So that's a cue. I'm connecting it to something I'm already doing automatically. Another one I've started this week with my fast. Now that I'm bro I've broken my fast, and the one, another one I'm trying to create is to drink vegetable juice when I sit down to eat any meal. So any meal, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, at home obviously, I will first drink a glass of fresh vegetable juice. Hmm, maybe a little fruit too. But a glass of fresh vegetable and fruit juice. As soon when I sit down and before, before I eat any solid food. Right? So dinner's ready. I sit down. Aha! That's my cue. That's my signal. That's my sign. It's time to drink a juice now. Same with breakfast. I did that this morning. Right? Breakfast was ready. So that was my sign. Aha! The meal's ready. Now it's time to drink a juice first, and I did it. So what about you? Well, this is 
my message to you, my recommendation to you. Let's take English, English listening. Let's say you join the VIP program. So you've got those videos. Yeah, you probably have about, I mean, you've got those uh, lessons, they're audios, not videos. <laughs> you got the audio lessons. Maybe about, usually about an hour of audio. So you've got an hour of audio, you need to listen to it every day, and you want to create that habit. Maybe you're already listening to the podcast, which is great, obviously. If you're listening to this, you're listening to the podcast. So you need to create a specific cue, a specific signal, for the VIP lessons. Specifically for the VIP lessons. So you want to identify something that you do every day that will signal you, that tells you, aha! time to listen. Now an easy one is going to work. If you're working, an easy one would be walking out your door, like me with exercise. So as soon as you walk out the door in the morning, you don't just walk out the door, you walk out the door and you put on your headphones and you press play and then you go to work. Whether you ride the train or drive, whatever you do, doesn't matter, but the whole time on the way to work, you are listening. Right, but walking out the door, this, the key thing is to identify when does it start. That's what the cue is, right? It's the signal, it's the sign to start. So what's the action that tells you, that tells your brain, time to do this? It can be anything. You can choose anything, but this is just an example. Walking out the door and locking your door as you leave in the morning. That could be it. You could also create the same cue for going home so that walking out of the office building, walking out of your job, same thing. It's a sign. Aha. Put on the headphones, press play, and then continue listening until you're home. If you already have an exercise habit, right? You're going out and walking every day, for example. Well, guess what? You can add this to that. So the message is, as soon as you go, you step out onto the street or the trail or wherever you walk, the park, as soon as you start taking your first step, again, headphones on, press play. You can even create two new habits at the same time. Let's say, what if you want to exercise, right? You're, you have the goal, you're going to join me. You're joining my fitness challenge. You're planning to do the, some long walking. You're going to do that trek, the challenge in March with me. And so you need to train. And this is a new habit for you. Well, why not create two good habits at the same time so that you have the habit of going for a walk every day well, why not listen to effortless English lessons at the same time so that you create the habit of walking every day and you create the habit of listening or listening more to your effortless English lessons. They get combined into one new good habit. So think about this. A lot of people struggle. I know everybody struggles to uh, create a new good habit. This will help you create it more easily and more quickly. 
don't just have the general idea that you want to do something. I'm going to do this. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to run every day. I'm going to listen to English for one hour every day or two hours every day. Whatever. That's that's only step one. The next step is you need to connect it to a very specific time, a very specific action that you are already doing. Right? You need the cue. You need the signal to your brain, aha, now it's time to do my new habit. Mm, try it and yeah, tell me on Gab or tell me on Twitter yeah, your results. I'm curious. I mentioned that I finished my fast. It was, it was, it was a success. I decided to, to end it. But I had a, a very nice juice fast. And of course, I mentioned the purpose of my fast. The number one purpose of my fast was to break my bad eating habits. <laughs> Specifically, I was eating too much sugary stuff. This is my weak point with eating and health in general. I have a sweet tooth, we say. That's an idiom. If you say, I have a sweet tooth, it means you like sweet stuff. And I definitely have a sweet tooth. I have had a sweet tooth since I was a kid, since I was young. And a lot of people do. And so what happens is often I'll break this habit and I'll do really well and I'll be eating healthy and I'll avoid most sugary stuff. But then what happens is I'll, at some point, I'll eat some little sugary thing. Uh-oh. That's not so bad. But then I'll eat something else a few days later. And then that bad habit will just come back suddenly. And then, oh no, now I'm back eating lots of sugary stuff again. <laughs> Sometimes that bad habit comes back slowly. But when I realize it, oh no, it's back. Then... I find, for me, that fasting is the best way to break it again and start up good habits again. Because it's such a big, massive break. I just stop eating all food. <laughs> I find that much easier. And it worked. It worked. I, had a, I feel really good. I lost some weight. I lost about uh, two kilos, which is all right. But more importantly, I feel more healthy. More importantly, my desire to eat sugary food has now gone down again. I'm not constantly wanting sugary stuff anymore, sweet stuff. I have, I, I feel nice and energetic again, you know, all day energy. Still feeling good. It worked. It was a success. Mentally also very clear. Another great benefit of fasting clears your mind calms your emotions fasting's fantastic so many great benefits the first couple days were difficult as I mentioned before uh, typically for, at least for me the first couple days of a fast are, are usually very difficult I'm very hungry um, this time on my second day I had no energy my energy completely disappeared on the second day. The first day actually was not so bad. I was doing okay. And then I don't know why, but on the second day I got up and through the whole day I felt <laughs> exhausted. 
<laughs> so I, I would get up, I would be up for a while, then I would just lay, lay down again, take a nap for an hour. Then I'd get up a couple hours, and then I'd lay down again. And it was just like that all the whole day. Uh, this, probably just my body resting and recovering from all the bad junk food I had been eating. But on day three, I got up, and I felt great. My energy was back, my mind was nice and clear, uh, body felt good, went right back to doing my exercises and everything. It was, was fantastic. It was great. So days three, four, and five, and uh, I did about a five and a half day juice fast this time. So days three, four, and five, I was totally fine, feeling good. And on the sixth day, which I only did about a half day on that day, I also felt good. And now I'm feeling great. Back to eating, but I'm eating healthy again. Uh, not eating so many carbs or sugar. I've been eating, still do, continuing to do juices every day. Doing very, very well. The key thing to me is resetting, resetting, uh, reset, right? Start again. My taste, my desire for certain foods. So if you have this problem too, if you have a, like a strong craving, a desire for unhealthy foods, uh, it might be sweet stuff. Some people it's things like pizza. Some people it's just processed junk food like potato chips and things like that or pot, too much pasta, whatever it is, then I recommend doing a fast. And juice fast is a good way to do it. You, you can do only water also if you're really strong. But if not, juice fast works fine. And do that for a few days. And one of the great benefits is that it will reset your... Uh, desires, your food desires. So when you finish the fast and you start eating again, your desire for that junk will be much less. Now the desire might not disappear completely, but it should go down enough that you can control it, you can ignore it. Which is great. And then you can start up better habits, right? Replace that junk food with something better. You know, really, when I think about it, fasting would be a great way to start any new habit and to break any bad habit, not just food, anything at all, any, any habit that you don't like, like smoking, for example. Let's say you're a smoker and you're, oh my God, uh, smoking is a very difficult one, I think. I, I'm not a smoker, never was a smoker, but seems like a lot of people have a very hard time breaking that smoking habit my guess is my guess is that doing a fast would be a great way to start breaking that habit to stop smoking smoking's a strong habit a strong addiction so probably you would need to do a fairly long fast. My guess is you would need to do something like 7 days or 10 days or 15 days or even something like 30 days of juice. I would do juice. Don't do a water fast for 30 days unless you're really, really experienced. <laughs> but a juice fast, a juice fast with maybe some protein powder every day also, a protein shake, 
So you get that protein. You could do that for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. I think that would be a fantastic way to also break something like the desire to smoke. It would drop your desire for smoking and again, let you help you to get control over your mind, over your emotions, over your desires, and start better habits. Hmm, Try it. Finally, I think that fasting is a great way to restart your self-discipline, your emotional self-discipline, your mental self-discipline. Any area. That's why it's powerful for breaking habits. Last week, I think it was, I did a show about aging and uh, aging well versus aging badly. And I, I gave examples. I talked about how Americans generally, generally, right, most Americans age very, very badly. Much worse than people in Asia, for example. Americans age badly in many different ways. Physically, they age really badly. <laughs> Meaning they, they, they get overweight, they age too fast, their, their fitness level, their health level uh, goes down so fast. Most. But overall, I'd say one of the key mm, weak points or problems with... Uh, a lot of people, uh, when they get older, when I, when I say get older, I mean, you know, getting over, well, depends. For some people, it's just over 40. Uh, for others, maybe it's more like over 50 or so. And I'm 50, so that's why I'm thinking about this topic. <laughs> but anyway, what, uh, so many, especially Americans, but also others, <laughs> They, 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 they lose their self-discipline. Their, their self-discipline drops and drops and drops. So by the time, so let's say when they're maybe 60 years old or 65, their self-discipline is very, very, very weak. I think this is one of the sources, one of the key roots, one of the key causes of many other problems for people who age badly. We're going to age, okay? We will get older. Our bodies will get older, for sure. If we live well, hopefully, as we age, we get wiser, right? We we understand the world more and better because we've been alive longer. We've learned more. Hopefully, we grow more patient and more calm and therefore more self-controlled as we get older. Not everyone does this, but it's very possible. 
But what I see in the United States so much is that a, a lot of people, really even at a fairly early age, even sometimes at, say, age like 35 or something like that, that a lot of uh, people, guys, let's say, men, but women too, that they just... We say, let themselves go. That's a good idiom. They let themselves go. Don't let yourself go. What does that mean? Don't let yourself go. It's not obvious if you just look at the words. The words are easy. But what does the phrase mean? To let yourself go. It actually, it, it means to become uh, lazy. To become really lazy about yourself, especially about how your appearance and your fitness and your health. So, for example, a lot of uh, Americans, American men and women, let themselves go after they get married and have children. This is probably the most common time. Right? They, they, before they get married and have children, oh, then they, you know, they, they focus a lot more on uh, exercising, on eating better, on looking good, on dressing nicely. And then they get married and they have children. And what happens? A lot of them will just they'll start letting themselves go. They let themselves go. They stop exercising. They stop focusing on eating healthy food. They often will stop dressing well. They start to dress in this kind of lazy, really lazy, uh, kind of ugly way. Other things they may do. They may, they may become lazy with their with habits about just uh, their their house for example like they they won't clean their house so much anymore and their house becomes kind of dirty and nasty right basically their standards their standards their kind of rules for themselves right the 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 their level of performance in different areas drops there's a kind of slang that's popular now in America uh, it's, and it's called the dad bod. Dad bod. He has a dad bod. He has a dad bod. B-O-D, bod. Bod is short for body. It's just a short way to say body. So a dad bod is a dad body. <laughs> so I say, oh my, say that guy, he's, he's got a dad bod. It's not a compliment. <laughs> a dad bod, it's not some... It's, a guy, when usually when we say a guy has a dad bod, it's like his stomach is kind of fat. He's, become, he's, he's got like a, a little bit of a fat gut, we would say, a kind of a fat stomach. Not huge, but just a little bit, right? But, but big enough that you can see it. Right? It's obvious that he, he's got a little bit, of, kind of a fat stomach. And then overall, his whole body looks kind of soft and fat and we, we say chubby. So not, again, not super fat, but not thin, right? Not, not, not muscular, not strong, not thin. Kind of soft, fat, with a fat little stomach or maybe a beer gut, what we say, a beer gut. That's a dad bod.
just kind of round and soft. <laughs> and it's called a dad bod because, like I said, what happens is that a lot of guys, they get married, usually in their 30s, let's say. And before that, they, they really tried to dress nice and look good, and they get married, and they just become kind of lazy. They're, right? They be, their self-discipline, their self-discipline drops. They become kind of lazy, and then you can see it in their body. <laughs> There's also something in America, another slang, dad jeans. There's also one called mom jeans. Basically, it's the same th- they're the same kind of jeans. Jeans, right? The pants. Dad jeans and mom jeans. Dad jeans and mom jeans are... It's hard to describe, but they're, they're basically cheap jeans, really cheap jeans, like the kind of uh, jeans you might buy at Walmart. And they're, they're usually... The, they're, they're fitting, they're too tight. Right? They're too tight, and they're kind of... They're the kind of jeans that maybe they stretch a little bit, like the, the fabric... Right, it's uh, you know what I'm saying. It's like that stretchy material. That's it's the basic idea. But really, it's kind of the combination of the body and the clothes that makes something makes you say, "Oh, those he's got he's wearing dad jeans." It's the combination that he's got the dad body. He's all puffy and big and soft and round, and then he's wearing these jeans that look too tight, right? And they don't look fashionable at all. They look kind of like these cheap, too tight jeans. And we say, oh my god, he's got a dad bod, and he's wearing dad jeans. (laughs) So why does this happen? I don't care about fashion. I'm not a very fashionable guy. But... But I have thought about this. I realized that I was becoming a little too lazy about the way I dressed and that maybe I don't have a dad bod, but I just thought, ah, you know what? I, I need to, I don't want to be lazy. I don't need to look like a, like a lazy college kid. I'm 50 years old. I should dress a little bit nicer than that. Make a little bit of an effort. Not really. I don't really care what other people think, but more just to be self-disciplined so that I still have and show and um, develop my own self-discipline. See, the danger is this. Like I said, on the, on the good side, as we get older, typically, hopefully, <laughs> we become, number one, we become more patient, which is great. And number two, we typically become more successful as we get older. Typically, right? With more years, you you can try more things and you just become more successful. Become more successful, you become more patient, and hopefully even you become a little more happy. All those are great things. But the danger of success is always that we will become lazy, that we'll become too relaxed because everything feels good, everything's fine, and then we become kind of lazy because we're like, well, hey, it's fine, right? And the problem with that is when we become lazy, then everything starts going backwards, and then (laughs) problems begin, right? It's just, it's, it's kind of like if you have a business, it's great. You have a business and you're working hard in the beginning, work, 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 work. And then it's a big success. That's great. But then because it's successful, you might become lazy and not do anything. 
and then that can lead to business problems in the future. So we must guard against this, right? This self-discipline helps us to avoid this so that even when we're successful, even when things are going well, we don't get too lazy. We don't let ourselves go. So my advice is this, and this is advice to myself mostly because I am... Uh, like I said, I'm thinking about this a lot myself, but to anyone who's getting older, to avoid letting yourself go, is just to, to make an extra effort to, to keep that self-discipline. Even if you don't need to, try to dress a little nicer each day. You don't have to wear a suit or anything like that. I don't. But just, you know, don't wear warm-up pants, right? And, and ugly t-shirts every day. Dress up a little nicer. Make just, just to make the effort. The same thing physically, right? Make that effort to stay in shape. Yeah, it's harder as you get older, maybe. But you got to keep fighting. You keep fighting. Don't get lazy. Keep exercising. Keep working out. Keep developing your strength and working on it. Same with money, even though we don't. Maybe have to work quite as hard, but you know, push yourself a little bit. We can certainly enjoy our success and enjoy life as we get older, but we just gotta make sure we don't lose that self-discipline because it's the self-discipline that gave us the good life. It's the self-discipline that helped us get and earn and learn that wisdom. It's the self-discipline that created the life we're enjoying. If we lose the self-discipline, then we can indeed lose all those things that we gained. And we might as well enjoy them as long as possible during our lives. All right. Well, it is time for me to go. Hope you are having a great day. It is a beautiful day today. I've got to get out and go walking because it is super sunny, blue skies. A kind of uh, warm, but not hot day. Nice, clear, wonderful fall day. I hope you are having a great day, too. Lots of love to you. I missed you yesterday. And this weekend, of course, we will continue with The Alchemist. Moving on to part three. There's no part three in the book. It's just part three for us. Moving on to the next section of The Alchemist. I'll talk to you probably tomorrow. I'll let you know on Twitter and Gab. But we'll talk to you this weekend doing our book club show. As always, train with me. Speak English effortlessly, powerfully, fluently. Join my VIP program today. Go now to effortlessenglishclub.com. Go now to effortlessenglishclub.com. Go to effortlessenglishclub.com. Club dot com.